Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Oh, come on, son. How much do you care about your beard? Recording now. It's got grey hairs, isn't you, Val? But it's just because it's on one bit. How old are you? I was 30 last week. Or week before. Was you? Yeah, when we went out. That's, that's why we went out, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah that's why we went out. We're not <laughs> birthday, yeah. Did I go out? Yeah. Yes. We sang our Kelly, Bump and Grind. Yeah. That was not your birthday. That's what the, end of the, that was the fighting cock. Is that what you told everyone? Join, your family join, yeah. Mason, that. Yeah, but everyone was joining for my birthday because of how popular I am. You are popular, but it wasn't for your birthday. It was for... Um, that's not what Case thought. Um... I, I'm not sure that's true, mate. Absolutely not true. So what's the problem? You've got a grey beard. There's no problem. I was just saying that... 30 know, years old. You're probably Actually, 30 years old, about, about the right time you have a grey beard. I, was, I found my first grey hair when I was about 30, so... But how old are you? 
you know, you're 35. what, 37? You know what? I have got grey hairs in my beard. Uh, it's just when I when it grows long, it, they do come out. They say, um, I think Carl Donnelly, who recorded it, said that 30, the age of 34 is the happiest year of your life. Was it the happiest year of your life? Yeah, I, I think so. Actually, last year was a great year. Really? Um, yeah. Got a new job? Yeah. I've got a new job. Um, I've got good at sex. I, I only There's got, no more suplexes. I've only got good at sex in the last two years. <laughs> what do you mean good at sex, though? Because... Well, get, being able to administer orgasms regularly. But that's not good for you. That's yeah, just well, good I, for them. I, I, if you were good for you, I've been good for me how since good I you was... Are at sex I, come at, I come every time as well, don't yeah, you? Exactly. How good you are at sex is a temper about how the other person feels, really. Yeah. If they're married to you... Doesn't matter anymore. They're over a barrel, aren't they? Almost literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you haven't had sex for six months. Whoa! Is that not allowed to be said? It's well... well I thought you were going to tell a story about VR porn. What... See, but this is this is stuff that we talked about before. Oh right, sorry. You shouldn't tell me shit because stuff falls out. Uh, this is a football podcast, by the way. Do you want to so turn off? Do you want to bleep it out? Uh, no, it's fine. All right, on, tell, just... us, tell us about the. Before we go into the football, there will be lots of football today, right? Obviously, we just beaten Burnley, we've beaten Hull, we're on the back to back results. But I'm sure many of you out there want to listen to uh, our VR porn story. Well, I got one of those VR headsets just because um, you like what you. I was off it. for a week. You know what you're doing. You're, if you've just been paid as well, and you're off for a week, you're just shopping on Amazon. It's just bits and pieces. And I thought, you know what? I've seen some of this VR porn that's popped up on on uh, certain websites. Like, well, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. You know, let's see what it's like. It's realistic as fuck. <laughs> Honestly, you you reach out and try and grab an ass. Uh, you can't. Well, you can't. But I reached out. To grab an ass and like grab my knee by mistake, which worked. Yeah, and uh, and there it was, just ejaculation. <laughs> did you? Did you? Lock- <laughs> ejaculation, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> so you you're by yourself. But honestly, if you've never done it, right? So what they do is, so you've got this, so you've got oh. this headset on, and it's someone that goes, you know, they try and like sit on your face or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the ass comes towards you. Right, and it doesn't matter whether it's an arse or whether you're watching a nature documentary. There's an elephant Might coming be a towards dick. you. You reach out and yeah. yeah, exactly. You reach out and you know you try grab and grab the it. Dick. Yeah. So I grabbed my own knee and for a split second forgot that it was finally thinking <laughs> that it was a lady's arse. I need to try this out. Can you? Can I borrow these goggles? I want to use the exact same ones that you use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So how you been, mate? I've I've not been bad at all. Yeah, not been bad at all. Um, Kiddy, all right? Yeah, he's he's good, good as gold. Ate some food today. Um, <laughs> for the first time Pretty much. Oh what you mean oh, solid food Oh right solid yeah. food sorry Yeah Alright You're feeding your own kid No no yeah he, So he gave him a bit of porridge And he's He's doing well, well he, he, Yeah porridge Did he react Like how did he react to um, he's, he's like fuck yeah Well the problem is He kept trying to grab the spoon And the bowl And the food's going to go everywhere So he's kind of like, It's to hold his hands <laughs> yeah. so It's like It's to hold his hands By, by, by his side and feed oh, him So him. So that was, that was amusing. It looked a bit like child cruelty for looking through the window, but <laughs> yeah. know, it's all good. <laughs> Pin him down. Uh, we mentioned last week that the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Bet on Brazil. Um, like we said, we can't believe people are actually paying for this shit. But um, it's essentially what you need to do is go on their website, use the code TFC60, and they'll match your deposit up to £60. And they've got an happy hour offers from 5pm till 6pm because Alan Brazil likes a beer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go and have a bet. Um, we still haven't. We didn't bet on Spurs. We forgot. But we need to. We need to do that. We've got yeah. enough games coming up. We've got a nine-day gap. But we need someone. We need someone to tell us what to do. Is I know what to do. Accumulate. A few people tweeted us saying what 
Yeah, offering their help and kind of just kind of they got lost in the mentions. Yeah, so it's, it's difficult to, to bet on like I a particular t- club because the easiest way is it like both teams to score is what I do, and I I've, I'm up. Look at my bet for I'm like 100 quid maybe, up over maybe, last year. Maybe so. we could have a hashtag FCBOB or something like that, to, so we can kind of find the tweets easier. BOB. Oh right, bet on Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, hashtag right. hashtag FC Fighting Cock BOB. FC BOB. Yeah. yeah. Right. Send us in your uh, and the first the first one that comes in. We'll do that bet. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, suggest so bets, but also if you are good at betting, then <laughs> yeah. email us with help. <laughs> you have to put hashtag good at betting, <laughs> hashtag FCBOB. <laughs> no, it's and not, then it ain't good at betting, this hashtag whatever the fucking bet is. All right. But you need to, well, we need to figure out what markets are, because they don't, they don't really do throw ones or stuff like that, because some people betting how many. I think it's easiest if you just go with. Go with Scores. Uh, Scores or first goal scorers? First goal scorers and scores or just scores? One of the two. Right. Betonbrazil.com is where you can find all of those bets. Um, yes, crack on and do that if you want to, if you like betting. If you don't, then don't. Should we take a percentage of any winnings? No, we can donate. Let's go it. to the homeless charity, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, what, what we ain't fuck, getting fuck all. What the fuck's wrong with you? I mate? forgot about that. Bit. It's for the homeless people. You're not seeing them about? You got a home at Christmas. That's fine, all right. Let you got, home at, you got right. a home at Christmas. Yeah, let them have you? it. I've no begrudge. Let I'm not judging them. I am going to let them have it. <laughs> I'm not now going to give it because you've given me permission. All right. The homeless it's people fine. are getting all of our winnings. That's okay. All right. Fucking hell. Uh, Hull and Burnley, two wins on the bounce. What a great feeling. It's an awesome feeling. It's been so, such a long time that we've had two wins on the bounce. I mean, literally about 14 games. We've had a cut. Yeah, I think this might have been stuck in Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, but um, no, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, mm. The performances may not have been um, the greatest, but I think the results are what matters. Well, it's, not, it's just a good feeling. The whole, the whole game, uh, it, it kind of felt like a walk in the park. It was like we didn't try and Hull were just dreadful. Although, didn't they play West Ham at the weekend? They were, yeah, they, they were, were lucky. They were superb. It would work three times. So, I mean, that shows perhaps how bad West Ham are or, or how good we are even at a canter. We didn't get out of second gear. Let's let's have it right. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and and again, and partly, I I almost think against Burnley as well. I'm sure we'll come on to that in a minute. But against Hull, I think, um, I think when you've got players, the type of players that we have at the minute, who are very intelligent football wise now, and they have a they have a manager who is very football intelligent, so to speak, in terms of how to manage games, particularly at that. Um, lower end of the league or kind of middle end of the league type of where Wait, we are it now. about feeling. <laughs> no, I mean again about Pochettino. Okay. Mm. I mean against what you want issues with Mike Feeling? As a noob. No, but yeah, but what I mean is, is us as call us man though, flat track bullies or whatever you want to call us or whatever. But against teams who are just below our level or maybe that level below, I think we're quite. I think we're quite good at now at being able to adapt to teams that are going to sit. Plenty of men behind the ball, different types of tactics that they'll improve. As time goes by, when when we wouldn't have known what to do against a team that, well, that there's sits. been a few games this season where we struggled. Yeah, but not anywhere near as much. You look at the AVB days, for example, yeah. where where it, there was there was nothing happening ever, you know, or very very rarely, you know. And and early days, Pochettino. I think the Stoke game, you know, when we drew two all, you know, that was time. it two two or release? No, two. No, it was two two when when we two 0 up. Oh god, yeah, they're yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I think those types of games are things that not things of the past because they'll always happen but I think the majority they're majorly things of the past now because I, th- I think we have a, a team of players and a manager who are footballly intelligent enough to be able to switch styles or to up a gear when they need to and I don't think we needed to really up it against Hull and people saying that it was a performance that was still a little bit missing it's probably right but 
I think if that that gear was needed, then we probably could have gone into it. I think what we've done this season an awful lot is that we've played to the level of our opponents. Um, definitely since the the opening five games, we had a good run with Son of scoring in every game and we were playing well. But latterly in this season, in terms of recent games, um, we played to the level of our opponents. So against um, Chelsea, we really upped our game. Arsenal, we upped our game. I think Man is probably the, one of the games where we probably just left it in, left it in the locker room. Sorry to use that term. But generally, I think we played to the level of opposition. I think it's hard. We knew we knew we knew we had the beating of them, and um, the performance reflected it. We even went through at the back against Harley as well. Didn't even notice. It's almost serious. Yes, no, you're right. It's, you're it's spot it's on It's only yeah. in the second half, and I thought, oh, hang on, we've got three at the back. Yeah, I, was I thought the same, we switched. Yeah. I genuinely thought we switched to three at the back. But, yeah. but you're uh, right, you're spot on in terms of it, that's that's a, the perfect description of it. You're right. It's. I think that's almost a perfect description of the season. I think there's times when we felt that we've had to step up and done it on the most part United exception. Yeah. And perhaps we need to learn that, um, you know, to be to make sure you're winning those games that you should be winning, that you have to be maybe that a little bit higher on it all the time. I think the experience, I think I might have mentioned last week, that we consistently qualify for Europe. So we're in the top five, top six, and we know what it takes to beat the teams in the lower half of the table. We know what it takes to beat the teams, even in the top half. Even in the season, we've not beat a team in the top half apart from City. City yeah. yeah, so... I think we're at a point that we're so experienced. We just kind of we know what it takes to get to the top five. It's just a case of that extra yard get to the top four. I mean, last season, I think we could probably see it now as a bit of an anomaly in terms of um, Chelsea and Liverpool stepping up, uh, Man City doing better, and Arsenal being where they are. And this season, we're still. I think I think we're about part of this season. This season. Oh well, I mean, in terms of points, we're we're above. We're four points above where we were last yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people's dismay and. I, the calls for Pochettino out this season. People added us. This happened. Yeah, they're louder than they were last season, yeah. but we're doing better. So I, I kind of struggle to understand that. I, I really do. I mean, I, I'm not sure what people want. What, what do they want from Pochettino? What do they want from Tottenham? I, I think um, I don't understand it. The whole <clears throat> Poch outside of things, but I can see. I can see where it comes from. I'm not saying it's right, but I can see where it comes from. When you terms of in terms of some types of performances where last year, for example, in certain games where it was against teams where we think, oh, you know, this is going to be a tough trip. You know, like the Stoke away, for example, or that type of game where you think this is going to be a, a, a tough trip or a, um, a particular game at home. And then we, we seem to walk through, we walked through it. You know, we washed them, you know, in a boxing term, you know, but it's where this season maybe it hasn't happened and I think Burnley was an example for example where a team where we're expected to kind of walk through them we did walk through them yeah we did but it took a little bit more graft than perhaps people thought no, and what's then... happening it ain't no that's not what happened what happens it's a case of uh, inches yeah so one, another game we would have won 5-1 that game yeah, but what, that's it, what it just saying. didn't go in the performance was exactly the same that was a 5-1 6-1 victory performance we smashed them off the park we smashed Hull it, you know, sometimes a ball doesn't go in. What people have to do is grow up a little bit, be, become a little bit more mature and, and look at football and, and realise the result doesn't reflect the performance sometimes. Yeah, but I, I agree. And what I'm saying is is that a- after that fact, after a goal goes in or after they might have hit the post or they've had five minutes of pressure or whatever, you don't have to you don't have to, to jump on that, oh, for God's sake, what's going on or whatever it might be. Mm. You know, ex- uh, accept the fact that over the next 20 minutes we'll probably end up taking control and have the better of the play and... And, and, and hopefully if we've taken our chance to score. But what we've got to look at as well is um, 
I mean, we always talk about talk about the nineties quite often. We were a soft touch, put a bit of pressure on Spurs, we'll buckle and we'll get smashed. Now we're a team who are taken seriously by almost everyone who plays, even the top teams are taken mm-hmm. seriously. So we're never going to be like, uh, I don't know, winning, winning every single game at a canter. Every team, the, the bottom teams are going to put 11, 10 men behind the ball. The, the better teams will just um, nullify our, our strongest threats that way. So it's never going to be, it's not always going to be pretty. Now, look, I mean, there's been a bit, there's been a bit of talk that the football we're playing now is similar to um, to what AVB played. Um, I think we got a tweet. I forget the geezer's name. It's that, not true, though. Mm. That we've got the worst shot location. I've heard this stat in my entire life. Second worst to Middlesbrough in terms of um, we're not shooting in high percentage areas. And yeah, that's something that AVB was. That's fair enough. We scored more goals than we have last season. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You know, it's fine. Like I get that. There's gonna be there's gonna be elements and things that you can pick up on, negative aspects to our play that you can pick up on. Yeah. The fact is last season we nearly won the league. This season we've scored more goals than we did last season by a goal. In, a, strong, in a stronger league. In mm-hmm. a stronger league. It's just like I don't know it's like people Spurs, I understand Spurs fans and as Spurs fans we've gone through a lot. You know, we we haven't gone through what QPR have gone through, or even Coventry, or Coventry have gone through. You can see what's happening now. That's a fucking poorly run club. Mm. Yeah. That's a team that hasn't had a manager since September. Spurs, it, we're in a good position, so it's almost like we're searching for things to go wrong, or searching for. I, I'm not comfortable with the fact that Spurs are doing all right. So let me find something that's going to make me feel more. I think more comfortable. We're always going to be able to do better. There's always going to be every team. We're, exactly. We're never going to quite touch the ceiling, and. Um, there's going to be people, I don't know, Ericsson, who will feel can do better. Last weekend, I think he has done better. Yeah, he has. And then maybe Daly Ali, he's 20 years old. You know, he's finding his way. People are criticising him. Walker had a good game yesterday, by all accounts, but his power percentage was a bit down. So, oh, well, he should be playing. He should be... Shouldn't, we'll, we'll shouldn't, talk, let's talk yeah. about Walker uh, and Rose together in, in a second. But, yeah. yeah, but, you know, saying, oh, he shouldn't give the ball away. So I'm like, well... These forwards are giving you. These are these are probably the best pair of forwards we've had since the fucking double season. I can't think of a better pairing. I mean, I would say that. I would agree with that. They, they, arguably, I'd, arguably, I'd say. I think. Um, I think we're in, we're in a transitional period, and do you know, over the last the last I don't know decade maybe, but we've kind of been in transitional period of people talking about it's about it's about Tottenham turning, you know really good results every three or four weeks into relative consistency and that type of thing. I remember during the holidays it was all about consistency. You know, we'd have a great result one week and then you go a couple of weeks without result and get another week. And, the same, and almost similarly and same with Yo in the early years. And, um, but we're in a transitional period now where we're going from from a target that we have aimed for for the, for the six years or seven years previous in terms of qualifying for Europe every year. Mate, well, in, since, since the 90s. Exactly. We've fa- been fascinated with qualifying to yeah. Europe. We started qualifying for Europe in 2006 and now the expectations have gone up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but but, but we're, you're right, though, but we're in a transitional period of, of that qualifying for Europe every year and we go, right, well, that's not good enough now. The next period is, is, is going to win a league. Right? And from the last season. And I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. But I also think you still have to have a little bit of um, what's the word yeah realism in in what we can achieve but not even necessarily that I just think it's in terms of in terms of the type of squad that we've got as well this isn't like we've done and done gone and done sorry a a Man City where we've gone and spent X amount of millions of quid you know we've still got the I think it is officially the youngest Premier League average starting 11 I think that's still still the case at 26 Um, and it was you, less than that, wasn't it? Yeah, so 25, yeah. Anyway. And I think you've got, you know, uh, th- these types of things are going to happen with squads like this. And, and 
how fortunate, really, if you really think about how fortunate are we to be in a position where we can see a team really grow in a position where we've got people that don't really want to leave the club, really, unless, unless, you know, Loris, we'll maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah. We'll see. But, we don't know. but we've got a team that genuinely, I, it feels like they want to stick together and want to grow together. And we, as fans, could be a huge beneficiary of that because if we achieve anything, whether that means coming second and winning a cup or winning the FA Cup, any type of trophy, I think we'll end up feeling like we've got something and earned it in the right way but many other teams that have come before it and won those types of things haven't done I think that's a great position to be in but this season is a really massive example of feast or famine mm-hmm. um, after the the Leverkusen game um, at home you know, with Frost so low the Monaco away um, the Man U game I mean even last week's pod I mean, it was fairly positive on the whole but there was a lot of negativity around at that time and just two wins make all the difference um it's a marathon, not a sprint. You can't judge it by individual results. Some results will show the failings in our squad and our club, and some results will show the positives in our club and our squad. So you can't judge it by the best or the worst. I think we've got a lot of good players. Um, I think this is so good. Thirty million thing will rage on and on and on, and there's not much could do that. He didn't. He never asked us to pay that much for him. He's here. He's our player, and. I mean, I've, I've, I probably should, should uh, say something here about Sissoko. Obviously, I well, I've criticised him too. So I mean, no, no, he shouldn't be you absolved. Yeah. You know, you should be criticised if you're playing shit. But the, um, uh, I, you know, I, I thought he was literally the biggest bop that we'd ever done. You know, I thought it'd be a t- it was a horrendous signing, and he's shown signs in the last three games that he, he, he could actually offer something if he if he kind of keeps this up and I suppose I, I think I might have mentioned this before but a guy called Kristen Hennig who knows, Did, he, yeah. knows his shit but he, he said there's a great player in Sissoko it's just when he wants to perform and he certainly did perform yesterday against Burnley he came on should have been sent off but really? Wasn't, think there, so? wasn't there a bad tackle on Dembele that was Ashley Barnes and Dembele? Oh, it was horrific it was a scissor motion from behind how that wasn't a standing off I don't know and it wasn't well, it wasn't Sissoko's highlighted was worse than Barnes but Sissoko's pulled out at that last minute you can physically see yeah, him pulling like, out I know, like, I know, I know like we're talking at moment. I know we're talking about moments and, and inches of seconds for, for referee to see I get that right um but if if we could take him one thing on face value in terms of like you say Barnes's was it, it was Barnes tackle on Dembele yeah. yeah scissor in action from behind yeah but it wasn't dangerous who says that's not what the law says the law says a tackle from behind with scissor was in motion it should have been gone was it really behind yes it, it was it was textbook from behind if that would have happened if a Spurs player had done that you wouldn't be saying it would if it was if it was coming from behind with a scissor in motion that's that's a red card if a Spurs player had done it but, you wouldn't look, be saying look, that I would. Saying it's I would though but what I'm saying no, is there's, there's grey there's grey areas of it I think with Sissoko he, he's pulled out last minute and I think I thought it was very it wasn't like who do we see with um, the tackle on Carl Walker with the high foot I can't remember who it was Neil for, Taylor yeah um, you know that that was a, a proper high foot in a dangerous area. Sissoko's gone for a ball that he feels he's going to drop in that area, and then slowed the ball down. Don't showing. No, that's the first. Rule. How do you how do you go up to a ball that is anywhere near hip length without hip height? Sorry, without with your well, showing. Well, sometimes you don't have a right to challenge. Well, he did. I, I, my personal belief is he had a perfect was, right to challenge for a ball that then changed direction at the last minute. I was surprised he wasn't um, given the red card. I'd have been furious. And I'm not a massive Suzuki fan. Just but, out of curiosity, did you think the Vardy was a red card? I haven't seen it. Have seen I it? saw it and it, he did go in the two feet. Um, mm. 
But by the by the by the letter by the letter of the law, it was a red. But I can see why it was harsh. It's funny seeing Ranieri being held back. He's like the most placid person you've ever seen. Lose, and he lost a plot then. Any, anyone pull it? Anyone where there's an effort to pull out of a challenge means that you've had you've had time to be able to see what's happening and your brain is processed. That means you're not going in with malice. You're mm. not going in with aggression. You've gone in with a genuine attempt and then realise you're not going to get it. So any attempt to pull out, and if that ref. I don't know whether he has seen it or whether he's just bowled it. I don't know. But any attempt to be able to pull out of something, I think, leads you towards a path of innocence. Well, I mean, we're kind of going over the challenge over and over now. Mm. But I think after the Leverkusen game, I didn't really see a way back for Tissoko. Um I think we all agreed he will never be a £30 million footballer. But he's a very valuable player to our squad. He was bought, I mean, as I've mentioned countless times, the Liverpool game when we just couldn't break him down. I think Sissoko came on yesterday... And did just that, break yeah. down the team, break down Absolutely. the stubborn team. And he did well to set up the winning goal by Danny Rose. He did and very well. I thought yeah. he made the wrong decision as well. I think, I, I personally think Danny Rose helped him out slightly because I think that was a fantastic finish. And I am, I'm struggling to feel, I'm struggling to remember a time where I felt anything more for a player than I feel for Danny Rose we, we, at the moment. Got, got a question there from Keith Wickle on Facebook. In honour of Danny's performance against Burnley, what is your favourite Danny Rose? It moment? might be yesterday. Because, do you know what the best bit for me was? Was when he went in for that 50-50, looked like he'd lost it, won it again, mm. took it down to the byline, looked like he'd lost it again, got it again, and then still managed to get a cross in. I feel with Danny Rose as if... And part of the fact is that because I... When he signed his new contract, I wasn't one of the ones going, oh my God, what have you done? But I, I was, was one of the ones going... I really? Was at the time, yeah. I was one of the ones going, mm, I'm not sure about that, but I kind of kept relatively quiet, but had my own doubts about it. And to see him just blossom into what I believe is genuinely the best fullback, best left back in Europe or left wing back in Europe. I, what, I what's your favourite moment? It might be yesterday, right, just as a whole game. God, I don't... So the obvious one I mean, is... The, the other one is the Arsenal. Yeah, it isn't mine now, I've got one. But his progression came so much you later go, you, than that. You go well, first, Pochettino. I mean, he fucking got taken off at half time because he was shit up in that goal. Oh, I've got one. Go on, you go. Yeah. Right, so mine, mine was when he screamed at Deli Ali for missing. Uh, mm. Oh, shit, yeah, against Stoke. Yeah. Against Stoke. Oh, so God. We were 3 0 up. All Deli had to do, went around the keeper, hit yeah. the post, and the pitcher was screaming. He's like, we may be 3 0 up, but yeah. that Deli is unacceptable. Not, was not good enough. I haven't got any of those moments a few months ago. I was just going to say, Stoke, the, when he went back. Uh, when he oh, went to state the second time and he was being booed yeah I mean the truth and I think Sherwood bought him off didn't he with like 10 minutes to go yeah worried um, him, which which I was really disappointed in because I wanted him to finish that game but it was that game and I thought you know what the reason they hate him right now is because they do know that they cannot deal with him regardless of what else has happened in that game they don't know how to deal with him and them cheering the fact that he's gone off is more of the fact that yeah he's going off we might actually get some joy now rather than the fact that he's gone in with a tackle on who's so and so and so and so he yeah. scored the winner the following season didn't mm. he the header yeah so it's yeah. got a great be header as well it's got to be that so the right. fact the fact that he went off after that game and he gets taken off the following season to the mental strength scored a winner and you know I, I like the fact that he damaged Mkhitaryan as well that's nice yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I'm not you know I I have nothing against Mkhitaryan but I love the fact that it's all of old Trafford. Standing up to the northern whinging stereotype. Mm. They're not even northern anyway, but fuck them. Mm. Manchester United. Oh, what? you mean their fans because yeah. they're all over. Yeah, but you know what I mean. He's. Um... But can you remember a player that 
that made you feel the way Danny Rose feels? Because I feel as if because he doesn't come out, he's not on Twitter, for example. He's not. There's no. There's no PR around him. Even when he's at England, he's not one that gets wheeled out at England. There's. There's. You don't hear anything from him. You know, it's about. It's, it's almost like that Paul Scholes element where he all he wants to do is focus on football. There's no element of it, and that makes me love him even more. Well, I think Sanjo had that. Mm. But Sanjo's obviously on Twitter. I think. Uh, I think that the, the what's great about Danny Rose is that, like you said, is there is no social media element. All of his the love that Spurs fans have for him, and there's not everyone, but most you know, most Spurs fans I talk to do have some admiration for. Danny Rose, and it's all about his attitude on the pitch because you don't hear from him often. And that means it's organic. That means that's organic love. You know, it hasn't come from being able to play a guitar or do a kung fu kick or whatever. Yeah, it's come the, from pitch stuff. Yeah. All of the cut here, I should say all, but in the last five, six years, all of the cut here was about a social media presence. Um, ben Rasu, Okoto, Sandro. Holtby. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, Holtby didn't ever really perform though. Yeah, but he had his song yeah. in the end. But he had that first game against Norwich. Yeah. But the other two guys actually did play well for Tottenham and they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys are the social media presence and they kind of hammed it up. I think as long as Danny Rose stays on social media and just keeps his head down, it'll be it'll be brilliant. And um I just love the I just love the reaction of the fans out to him because it feels it feels like he's one of us and he doesn't have to give us any, any platitudes about um about Spurs or social media. Some of the interviews he gives that you feel like they're sincere. Yeah, and he doesn't. And even the little things, like he's not one of those to go around the rest of the, like all four corners of the stadium and clap off the fans and that type of stuff. He just kind of says, "Yeah, thanks." Gets on with it, and I just, I just love it. I our love two, it. Uh, our two home games have been completely dominated by fullbacks, and I know Pochettino's system ensures that um, your fullbacks have to be good. Yeah. They have to be able to attack, and they're both both Walker and I know Walker had a couple of dubious moments against Burnley yesterday. I still thought he was fantastic though against Burnley. He, 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 he fucked up for the goal. Um, he's the first mistake Winks. was made for him. Winks, 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 Winks yeah. made a mistake as well. Um, but there, there's some people that like we, we put this. Or we tweeted at the time saying uh, Walker and Dembele are the best fullbacks in in the country. Walker and Rose. Uh, sorry, Walker and Rose, uh, Dembe- the best uh, best fullbacks in the in the league. And a couple of people tweeted us, well, you just got to do the basics properly at first. I'll tell you who did the basics properly. Eric Edmund, he did the basics properly. Stephen Carr, <laughs> David Kerslake, Dean Austin, all of those. Clive Wilson. Clive Wilson, they did the basics properly. <laughs> if you want to fucking fall, if you want to fall back... He's right, he is right, If though. you want to fall back to do the basics... Let's go back to, to the 90s when we were utter but, but, but what you how said- about How about we have fullbacks that push forward and destroy yeah, opposition? The changed. The and maybe you changed. can forgive one or two fucking uh, uh, mistakes every now and then. Or we'll get David Kozak back, it's fine. It's fucking... People. Dean Austin, I'll always remember that little flick over that he did against United 4-1 on New Year's Day. Little flick over um, <laughs> Phil Neville's head, yeah. That's fucking brilliant. You're right, though. It's, it's no, you, you're, but you, you are see how the position is, right. Yeah. And a position has changed, though, and, and I think it's it's a testament, not just to, not just to Pochettino, but also but also people like Carl Walker, where the position has changed. You know, Walker had his issues. I mean, I remember being at Anfield away when he made those two mistakes when we lost, was it 3-2? No, that was Norton. No, 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 it wasn't. At, away at Anfield. Right. And Walker made two mistakes when we were we were went one nil. Jan Vertonghen scored two that day. I can't remember if it was two two or three two, but anyway, I think it was three two we lost. Um you know, and, and his, his position changed and my issue with Walker before Pochettino came in and really started to take control of that team was I hadn't seen Carl Walker get up and take someone on and 
the, you know, that type of thing. And, and he's brought that back. It was the same issue that I had with Lennon. You know, it was, there was a two, three year period where we hadn't seen Lennon go down to the byline and pull it back, but he'd done for years and years. And Carl Walker seems to be doing that now. And I think we're in a very, we're in a very fortunate position. Carl to have. Walker is twice as many. Oh, you cunt! Yeah, you do. Oh, sorry, go on, go on, T. Go on, you say, say it. it. You say it. No, say it. Say it. Say it, T. Carl Walker has twice as many assists as Mesut Ozil. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Face. You know, it's equal amount. <laughs> Musa Sissoko. Is that, is that you? Yeah, exactly the same. Fucking two games. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna finish here. Actually, what? What? Um, Ericsson, I think we should give a shout out as well because he has come into form, scored four goals in the last five. Yep. Shout out to her. There's been fair shout out. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to her. Peak times. Um, anyone who, who likes to listen to podcasts, um, go and listen to Peak Times. Mike Skinner and uh, Murkish Dave. Dave. Really, really good little podcast. Little podcast. They fucking probably little podcast. You know little, little, I'm not sure if they're bigger than us. I don't know yet. Really? We're big, we're big they're time. charting. They're charting. But we're big time too. We're charting where? How, how high? I've got no idea about a number, but they're, they're charting. Jeez. We're fucking chucking. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, uh, yeah, go Ericsson. and listen. Uh, yeah, Ericsson. So, so I personally have kind of had a vendetta against Ericsson. And it's, uh, but the vendetta isn't because we think he's shit. The vendetta is because we think more. he no, can be he is. an amazing player. Denmark have a tradition of players like him. The Laudrup brothers. He, he's kind of in, he can be talked about in that same breath. Mm. But we feel like he's not performing to a level that we believe he can he, get to. I will say, though, that the last couple of games, the difference that I see in Ericsson is not necessarily what's coming off, but, the, um, sorry, it is what's coming off in terms of the little balls. Like, he tried a couple against Burnley, little lifts over the top, little lifts over the, the left fullback position to try and get people in and behind mm. that two banks of four or whatever it might be, and which is stuff he wasn't trying against some of the bigger teams. So maybe it's a confidence thing, maybe it's an arrogance thing in terms of, I think you will. know, I can do this against the Burnleys and the Holes. Can I do it against the Uniteds and the Cities and, yeah, absolutely. and, I think, uh, I think and the Arsenal? I think you'll always struggle against the better teams. Mm. Um, but in terms of playing against lesser teams at White Lane, um, you have to play him. And, and he, has, he has done really well. Um... What do you think? Of, uh, we've got a question from George Kane. Do you think Winks will go the same route as Mason? A nice little run for Levy in two or three seasons' time. Absolutely not. I, I, I think Harry Winks could be the real deal. I genuinely do. I think he. Um, I, I thought he was probably the best of our midfielders in terms of, in terms of what his job role is: recycling possession, keeping possession, yeah. starting moves off. That's the easiest role. In the yeah, team. it is. But you're talking about uh, how old is he? Twenty years old. Yeah, twenty. You're talking about a twenty-year-old kid who is under under the pressure of coming into a Premier League eleven that is known for bringing in young prospects. Now, that, like it or not, that's the way it is. Um, so he has to live up to a certain reputation, the same as some of the Southampton boys have to. They've got, you know, they they have to come in and perform to a level that um, is done at the same level as some of the other people that have come before them. And I think we should be very, very excited about what Harry Winks is doing right now. Will he turn out to be another Mason at Hull in a few years' time? I don't think so. I, I really, really don't. But if he does, there's no harm in that because he's being given the opportunity. Um, Will he be another time. Mason or not? Yeah, no. We don't have a fucking monologue. Sure, well, I said, like, well, I said no, but I'm trying to explain why not. You've explained just, now. Just, yes, you just explain. Move on. Oh, I don't care. I've had a beer. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he could quite possibly be an amazing. <laughs> who, who knows? He's done nothing to really like. He's not. He's not been a world beater. He's not like Ali coming to scene and, and scores. What do you some... want from him? He's not. I don't, I've Alex, been... the last two podcasts I've said how impressed I've been with him. I'm just saying oh, it's I didn't possible. To him. It's just possible that <laughs> it's possible that Winks could go the same way as Mason. 
And, and, and like you say, that's that not is, a bad route. That's not a bad route. It, I mean, it'd be, the, the, be a shame uh, if he ends up a hole. He's I a think, God, sorry, sorry, the Mason trajectory is very... He's done it again. <laughs> I'm always in there. Just spilled the beer main, on himself for context. You know, the Mason trajectory is very, very unique because he came in of high hopes. The, the highly talked about 28 goals in the season he had. Um, I think Darren Bent said he was a run who's going to be the next big thing. He got his injuries... Was loaned that to Stoke and Yeovil and all these other clubs. He came back and made a niche for himself, and now he's a Premier League footballer. Mm. I think if Harry Rink stays clear of injury, I think he will stick around the Spurs side. I, I don't see him going to Hull, but if he keeps, but a lot of I think with Winks and with the fullbacks, they are anchored to the manager. If the manager, if the manager remains, yes, they remain, yes, they remain part of the team. If the manager goes, yeah. then we don't know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But what I would say about about Mason and, and the comparisons to Mason's, I think, are a little bit unfair in terms of the trajectory that his career has taken. I it's think just because they're playing in the same position, that's what it is. But no, but also because I think part of the, I think if Mason really, really wanted to stay and fight for his place, I, I think there probably would have been room for him in the squad. But I think it's a testament to Ryan Mason that the fact that he doesn't want to do that, he wants yeah. to go and start. As a you know, be a starter for going someone and wants to progress his Premier League career. He was a little bit older than some of the other guys that were coming through with that age. I mean, how old is Ryan Mason now? Twenty, about twenty six, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, you know. So it's um, he's. I think the trajectory of Ryan Mason's career is in a little bit of a different position. I think uh, I think Harry Winks has got a little bit more time and 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 if he's being given this sort of game time at this period it can only help him and I, I, th- I think he'll be fine I think he'll be around our squad for a few years to come I, I, I think it'll come to the point because Mason did great when he was just asked to kind of sit and recycle play uh, the, the, the part when Mason started to struggle was when um, Pochettino asked him to be a little bit more inventive so you see he, was, he wasn't what is that face? What, what? That, that, it was like a, a, Jan, like a James, James Gandolfini face. <laughs> it was like, so this this is what happened. So okay. he was he was playing simple balls. Came on against Nottingham Forest, scored a screamer. Um, was playing very simple balls, and and they either he decided to try and be a bit more direct or find key passes, and and he kept fucking up. And and this is true because Windy ratified it. Okay, so you're. Why are you Mason. point? I haven't said anything yet. So I, I can see from your you face. What, all I was going to say about Ryan Mason was: Did you not feel that some of the best games he had, or where the best moments were, so when he was kind of kind of run it where he would make those late runs into the box, and all right, he probably didn't score enough, but he would make those kind of late runs in the box. The goal against Sunderland. The goal against Sunderland. Is what we wanted to see more from him, but he wasn't capable of that. Maybe, at yeah. a top four or so, five team. But my okay, point, enough, my yeah. point, my point is, is that uh, Winks won't be allowed to do what he's doing currently forever he, he eventually he'll have to have more impact on the game and when that does happen we'll see how good a player he is hmm. as as it goes so far I had no issue with Winks being in that side at no. all I was happy for him to be there and glad for him to be there because he's yet another graduate coming up through, uh, through our academy team well yeah I mean in, in the backdrop of the Di- of the Dyer and Ranyama debate it's good that he can play with a pair of them Mm. And he could play with Dembele, so and he doesn't look out of place. Is is, is not, at the yeah. minute, and, and, in, and a team that, like you say, maybe hasn't really <laughs> spilled with beer. Sorry, um, hasn't really got out of um, third gear. I think there's still more to come from us. I think, uh, like you, I think you're right. The the test will be when we do get into those high gears against better teams, of whether he can still do it. Okay, all right, that's it for the first half of the Fighting God podcast. Now we've got Windy. Yeah. Windy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Yeah. Windy, 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 windy.
This is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players, Philippe Lesniak has returned early from a disappointing loan spell at Slovan Liberec. Federico Fazio played in Roma's 1-0 defeat at Juventus. Nabil Bentaleb played the full 90 in Schalke's 1-0 draw with Freiburg. Will Miller was a last-minute sub for Burton in their 2-1 defeat at home to Newcastle. Luke McGee kept a clean sheet as Peterborough won 2-0 away at Charlton, in which Nathan Ottawa was an unused sub. And Clinton G played 90 minutes as Marseille beat Lille 2-0. Our under-18s have won the IMG Cup in Florida after beating the Mexican team Toluca 2-0 in the final. The goals in that final game came from Jaden Brown and Kaziah Sterling. We'd previously uh, secured three wins. A 3-1 against the USA under-17 national team. Goals from Duncan, Griffiths and Sterling. A 7-0 win over the RVG Academy and a 2-0 win over Baltimore Armour. Prior to the final, John McDermott had picked out Jack Rolls, Dylan Duncan and left-back Nick Cerula as his players of the tournament for us so far. Uh, the goals were fairly well spread out across the team. Only two players got more than one goal. Uh, Jack Rolls scored four across the tournament and Kaziah Sterling managed three. After the final, John McDermott said, I thought all of our players stayed calm in quite difficult circumstances. I was pleased with the self-discipline that we showed and we kept cool heads in what could have become a quite hot-tempered game. We showed a level of maturity and that's one of the reasons for coming here. You wouldn't get that type of game back home. This is our fourth time at IMG and off the field we've been look very well looked after. It's been a really good experience to go through. The under-18s will be playing QPR in the fourth round of the FA Youth Cup. Keep an eye out for that as we might be able to do something for 1882. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, what? <laughs> Loads of beers. Yeah, 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 drink them. Drink. What? Which? What? Both of them? No, all, all the Holston pills. I don't usually drink flas beers. Sam Parkin was on the uh, on on the Bull Street Pod. I'm not talking about Bull Street Pod. Their own pod, hanging up the boots before yeah. we did this. Yeah. We met uh, Danny Gabilon. Danny Gabilon. Who was Keys? Is Diego something? No, Reese. Uh, Reese um, Weston. He plays for Swindon. He started asking. You said Diego. No. <laughs> You, you did. Diego. I said Diego. Yeah. I, I, I swear the kids just said Diego. No, I don't think so. Anyway, um, yeah. Danny Gabadon is a good-looking man. He is a good-looking man. Yeah. Is, and is. Sam Parkin. He lives in. Uh, he lives in Wiltshire. Oh, does he? Yeah, Poor cunt. Anyway. <laughs> All right. It's good. It's a nice place. But it's not London. It's not nice. That's true. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an ignorant Londoner. Um, yeah. so, Thanks, uh, Wendy. Can't che- have chickens though, can you? Cheers, Wendy. Uh, Tuesday, 10th of January, 7 p.m. Kickoff, Loftus Road. Yes. FA Youth Cup. So what we're planning to do is in 1882, we're bringing it back. That is exciting. A youth game. You remember the 1882 started at Charlton? FA Youth Cup started at Charlton. So East London, now it's West London. We haven't done it, you know, we haven't we haven't done 1882 in ages. And, and I haven't talked to the club yet. I'm going to email them tomorrow to see if we can get um, a, a block or, or something at, at Loftus Road. Um, so just keep your diaries free. Anyone interested, if we can get a couple hundred down there, it'd be a good laugh. And, and and you should be down there because I, I'll tell you what I'm going to lead by example right that is my wife's due date for our baby but if it hasn't come by 4pm I will come down right okay yeah and if, if I can do that at that time then everyone else should be as well yeah so uh, Tuesday 10th of January 7pm kick off Lost um, 7pm kick off Loftus Road FA Youth Cup that's exciting Let's. Do you know what what's, what 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 spurred me back into doing it? Because I was I was a little bit cautious of doing youth games because it, it died off in recent times. 
at what reason in the last couple of years we've kind of people got less but is that because we had other first team stuff going on at the time with Europa League games yeah, that we could do and stuff maybe. which we don't have now and the fact that we haven't done it in a while means that hopefully there'll be a little bit more interest but Harry Winks um, was being interviewed on some YouTube channel mm. the other day and um, he was asked what was so special about Tottenham and he talked about no 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 they were asking what songs do they sing and, and he said he said when, when he was in a youth player um, the fans at one of the youth games said Harry give us a wink Harry Harry he said both wink. as well to be fair he talked about both he talked about what was special about Tottenham and the fact that there was um, that, that how much he enjoyed playing at youth level as well because of the interaction with fans as well he talked about both and that I mean I don't want to be bragging but that was down to 1882 hmm. and that was down to 100%. what we're doing there so like why not why not like just just it, it, I take like if people haven't gone like a lot of the people listen to this you know, everybody who's been to 1882 generally listens to the podcast. It, it is fantastic fun. It, it's amazing fun. It's it's complete like an evening of Tottenham, and 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 the pressure of first team football is taken away, and and it's just a great laugh. Uh, uh, and I will say that it's it is brilliant, and it's it's one of the things that you know before I um, before I was even 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 part of uh, the fighting cock. It was 1882 is what what drew me into a different level of Tottenham so to speak it was it was the first team period when you know the pressures of getting top four and getting into Europe was so was so tough and then when we didn't have that result at home I remember the Everton game for example at home where we drew one all when um, Adaboyle scored and then equalised later on it was you know it was it was such a stuff it was such a, a stress but go into those types of games if you've never been before it is something completely different and it's so much and the edge the, is fun Mm. And it is so much fun. It's it's a laugh. Sometimes it, if the result doesn't go our way, it's not it's not the end of the world because we you can see how much ages, yeah, and you can see how much it means to those to those youth guys when you're singing their name or you're singing a stupid song about their name, or whatever, and they turn around and and the reaction that you get from them is is it's well, great. And, it really and is. The final whistle, without doubt, every single time we've gone, the, oh, players, the players have come over to us, yeah. and it's a great feeling. I think um, maybe you often get asked, I think it was about the Wembley games, will it be 1882? Mm. But sometimes the games have got to be the right games, and I think QPR ticks all of those boxes. It's a way... I've actually not been to... I've only, Charlton was the only away 1882 I've actually been to. You know, there's been Underhill, there's been Charlton, there yeah. was... Um, uh, Dagenham uh, Redbridge, yeah, Lane uh, Orient. No, Leighton Orient, Dagenham Redbridge yeah. as well. We did so, um, Leighton Orient. Yeah. So I think this this is the Aston one. Aston Villa. At the, uh, was that Dagenham Redbridge? I'm not sure. Uh, 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 yeah, we played. Uh, no, no Villa Wolves. was at home. Wolves. Wolves. Villa was, was at home. Yeah. Yeah, Wolves at Dagenham Redbridge. But yeah, the point is that this ticks all of the boxes, and and you know, even if you see a youth game, and it's not in '82, just. Bring all your mates along and just sing anyway. 100%. I mean, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't need the 1882 banner behind you. And even if um, QPR say, "Well, Flav, you can't give you tickets," just go anyway and just sing your hearts out because it's a youth game. It's not going to be. There's no airs. There's no um, airs and graces. Just go there and just. They won't have a sing. problem. And they, they, appre- they, they appreciate it yeah. so much. You know what I mean? And, and I think no matter how many times we've done, we've done some first team games that have been great. For example, what was the game when Adebayor scored that last minute to make it? to get us qualified for the next round for us to book tickets uh, to Benfica Pro, yeah Pro. you know I remember being sat with UT and Spooky at the time and, and just going mental when that yeah. third one went and that was great I've got but the best, that. yeah but the best the best times of all uh, the most fun times and the most enjoyable 90 minutes have always been the youth games 
It's uh, it really has. So right. like I say, if you haven't been, it's, it's well worth going. We've got a question from Mandela twenty seven. He says, "How fucking glorious is it to watch Woolwich fan TV after they've been beaten? <laughs> are we better fans than them lot?" The second question is redundant. Of course we are. We've gone over many times at why why we're better fans than them lot. They're they're, uh, they're broken. We but, we we have our fickle fans. Of but, course we do. We have our own. But that doesn't matter. Let's just talk about let's just talk about Arsenal fan TV because. There's been a plethora of glorious videos and remixes to today, and it's just been been, been lovely. Simply Spurs came up with a great one. Don't swear at me! <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock my fan base! My fan base! I think, um, I, I, I kind of... Like, I, where I work, Ball Street, um, Arsenal Fan TV were quite closely connected to it, and um, and obviously I, I know Robbie personally. I've I kind of you know worked with him over the last year or so, and I genuinely like him. Like he's a, he, he is he, a nice guy. Yeah, he, he's a very nice, nice man. And um, you know, the, 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 this isn't about him. It, it's just it kind of what it what it does is reinforce everything we know about Arsenal. Um, and and, and I, I've got Arsenal mates who hate Arsenal fan TV mm-hmm. and, and feel like it doesn't reflect them. But the fact is, it does. And you know, and and, and, and it's glorious. But you know what? They were top, and then the last two games in a row. And are they fourth? Yeah. Mm. Point, 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 point behind us. Oh, that's the glorious. They were top. They were top. Who have we got next? Southampton. Southampton. But they were top, and, and now they're like nine points off, and they're losing their shit. It's, it's, it's glorious. But, but do, do you see what um, what what makes me quite uh, enamoured with Arsenal Fan TV? Because as soon as that falls, I mean, I was watching the game on a stream um, on Sunday, and in the corner it kept flashing up it was an, an American stream that kept flashing up with what the Arsenal score was the same not, yeah. um, and you constantly because it, it showed it every like 15 seconds yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. constantly watching it Sterling scored yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so um, and as soon as that final was went and the fact that we won I was like right well straight on to Arsenal fan TV then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nothing else goes in because and it's not because of just the fact that they've lost it's the fact of seeing the type of fan base that is being I was going to say the type of fan base that's being created. I think that fan base has always been there. But what I mean is the type of um, image that is being created of the, of that fan base. There's certain um, fans that you see them on their own or you see any type of social media on, on, on their own where it's just them are very different to the way they are in front of a camera uh, on the Arsenal Fan TV, which just leads you to believe that it all is all in terms of character and... Um, keeping up appearances almost mm. um, and it makes me feel better about our fan base and we're all guilty of being knee jerk and we're all guilty of, of reacting quickly and saying things that we shouldn't or not shouldn't but saying things that we perhaps later regret on on social media mm. um, and one of the things that I, I mentioned to um, uh, to you earlier Flav in the pub was about looking at my time hop app of looking at the type of things that I post on social media immediately after games five, six years ago compared to the type of thing that I do now. Mm. And you do, you, you kind of grow and you learn and how to be able to react to certain games and stuff. And it feels like those types of people that go on to Arsenal fan TV never learn, never grow, never see that bigger picture. Part of the problem is that they have to, that they, they realise what their role is on that, mm. on that channel and they, they kind of act up to it. I was just about to say the same thing. They've become a parody of themselves almost. It's yeah. like, um, I mean, they've got this AKB, which is Arsenal Knows Best. Oh, is that what that is? Is that what that means? Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. And, um, I, I, I know I clicked. When they kept screaming AKB, I, I had no idea what I that was. I thought it was some 
I thought no, it was no, something no. that I just it's cool all, stuff I would not know about. Salsad knows best, and um, I don't know. I think it's got to a point where I mean, even troops who says blood and fam every two minutes, even he probably hams it up mm. just for just, just to be on just to be on the video. At least he seems the, genuine, though. But the motivation of the of the of Arsenal fan TV was to show how real fans feel. And to be fair, there's fans who backbanger, there's fans who don't backbanger, and that's. That's, that's genuine. That's accurate. Obviously, yeah. it's an exaggeration of both things, but... It's, it's the problem is that the type of people that are obsessed with being on that channel every week aren't your typical football fans. No. Uh, to be fair to it, to, to be fair to it, I think T's right. I think in terms of there are Wenger in, the Wenger out, I think there is an accuracy of it, and I think there are some people that are relatively true to themselves, whether that is right or wrong or how we perceive how football fans should be or shouldn't be. I think they are true to themselves, but it. I think, look, if we look at it as a whole, when someone says to me, Arsenal Fan TV, regardless of the individuals, who I'm sure are perfectly nice human beings if you were ever to meet them in a non-football environment, they are doing their club, a, it's, a, it's a detriment to Arsenal Football Club as a whole. And that's why I'm glad we don't have that type of thing, because as a whole, it doesn't help the club, the players or their form in any way, shape or form. No, so what good does it do? So yeah. To some degree it's poison. But then you've gone... I don't, I, I'm, I sound like a philosopher, fan, but I don't. But if you've travelled 300 miles they travel? twice in a week... They definitely travel, yeah. <laughs> twice in a week to watch a team go, go all up and lose. Yeah, but look at your laugh. It's funny as fuck. You're laughing. It's funny as fuck, isn't it? It's funny as fuck, but... <laughs> you fucking pricks. I'd be fuming, I'd be fuming, but fucking hell. <laughs> it's glorious. It is brilliant. Like, be Fuck honest, you. Be honest. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard any of your friends talk like some of the people on Arsenal no. TV? No. As in, Are they as, being as, as, as in colloquially or no? Just no. As in being as reactive. No. As they are. Um, you've met a couple of Arsenal mates, and they're pretty. No, I mean they're, Spurs. They're I mean Spurs or people you go away with, home, um, home and away. Are, are they genuinely? I, I more had measured? to break up a fight at Spurs v Newcastle. So yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, 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 is it? It exists in every support, and if 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 if, if, there was if it's like, given enough airtime, do you mean? Yeah, and room to breathe, breathe, and the amount of work that Robbie puts into that channel. So, no, what I'm saying is that if you put that amount of work in, there will come a time, even if you're Spurs, that you'll find the right kind of person to build that channel. Yeah, look, hundred hundred percent. I I just think um, in terms of. In terms of fan support, particularly if you're going away every week, you know I've got I've got a few mates that, that, that go every week um, w- without fail, and there are some reactions that they would say privately to me or within our group or WhatsApp group or whatever it might be in terms of um, in terms of that particular result are very different to what they would then say on to That's social. Important. Yeah, which which I think is right because I think there is no way you can't tell me there is any way that how big Arsenal fan TV. Are, Arsenal fan TV is now that certain players I'm not sure the Ozil's and the Sanchez's of this world are particularly receptive to it but I think some of the English boys probably probably are and there's, it's at a point now where they I think it, it, it's almost unavoidable to not notice it so it doesn't help in any way so and that's not Robbie's fault in any way, I think Robbie's doing. doing well, he has control of it. That's fine, but Rob, if you watch Robbie, do it, he he asks a question and then halfway through, halfway through, so he tries to come in and with something him. relatively positive and go from there. And I, and I think he's he's just given a voice, but um, I don't think fan TV as a whole. I don't think it 
I don't think it helps, and I don't think it helps the individuals in the long run either, personally. Alan Fisher and Martin Cloak made a very good point on the podcast that you guys are on that something that's um, this synonymous. This is a special pod we did a, special pod. a couple of episodes. Ago. It was yeah. very special. I mean, if you're not listening to listen to it now, it's, it's a timeless pod, it, it won't date. But they say Spurs fans notoriously will not be told what to do. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why our fan channel didn't really take off because our fans are not like, well. You mean spurred on? Yeah. You can't, I think they've got so much wrong, though. To, yeah. But, but yeah, go But on. you can't put our fans in front of a camera, put a mic under them, and make them dance like, you know, make them dance like dancing monkeys kind of thing. And um, our fan base is very different. We do, we do feel that we're proper. Mm. Now, there's certain elements of our fan base that make us not look proper, but the bra- you break it down to the brass, people go home and away. They feel that our fans are proper, and something like that would would diminish it. And I feel that that voice is louder in our fan base than it is in Arsenal. In Arsenal, I think you're absolutely right. And the closest I've ever seen it, I must admit, was the was the United away trip. It was because there was a lot of people talking about lack of passion and fight and that type of thing, which is very very. It's an easy, it's an easy verb to throw around in terms of fight, passion, you know, um, and that type of thing. But it. That's the closest I've ever seen it, and even then, it was relatively, relatively calm in the fact of look, you know, we're coming up against an Ibrahimovic, a Pogba, that type of type of thing. It wasn't Whereas, that against United? They were just so organised. Yeah, we, look, we were genuinely beaten by the better team on the day, and sometimes that happens in football. Yeah, yeah. There's no getting around that. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter. That's how, just the way how things much go. Passion or fight went into that game. Exactly. United were so good defensively that it was almost impossible. Um, anyway, look. So. Uh, it was interesting to talk about Arsenal fan TV they blew up completely over the last couple of episodes so uh, anyway so we've got Southampton and Watford at Chelsea over the next couple of weeks I'm not sure we're going to record the podcast next week no, there may be there will be an extra uh, we've, got, we've got fucking Christmas to enjoy yeah. uh, we've got Extra Inch coming out um, I think I'm gonna re- we're going to release it next week it's oh. going to be recorded on Thursday but who's on Extra Inch you know who's well, on tomorrow yeah, tomorrow, whatever. But we're going to record it. Next Is it week. tomorrow? I haven't been invited. Someone must be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian's <laughs> been kicked off, hasn't he? Has he? Windy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because that'd Windy. be a nice Windy reaction to proper, see. Um, what's his name? Out of uh, Godfather. What? Don Corleone. Don Corleone. No, the other one is. Oh, the shit one. Oh, Fredo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's Windy's Fredo. Wind, Windy is Fredo. I'm a FA level one qualified coach. Surely I should be invited on these. You just say passion sound, for an hour. You don't sound like that. Passion spelled P A S H U M. Is that all you need? To, you need need to get a, a coaching badge now. It's just. Well, go, I'm more qualified than any of you. Fight. So. Just to spite people. Stud <laughs> <Just done> people. <laughs> Two anyway, yeah. Southampton, Watford, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea at home. I think yeah. we're gonna fucking dick them. I think they're gonna. I, I, I think. I know we're doing this back to front, but I, I know. I think Chelsea are gonna win every game until that day, and we'll, we're gonna we're gonna destroy Chelsea's season like we've destroyed Man City. I reckon they might have shades of New Year's Day. I agree. Yeah, I, I genuinely do agree as well. And I, I think come, it's... like anyone come to White Lane and see what happens. Yeah, uh, seriously, like, swear to God, <laughs> yeah. we are. That is so well to... summed up. <laughs> It's, it's just, yeah, we you home. see, you see what happens. We are. We see. You'll see what happens when you come to White Lane. I, I, so Tottenham might have a soft underbelly. We might have. We might have. Uh, we might have drawn a couple of games. Yeah. Is what I'm saying is that we haven't been dominant at home this season. But come to White Lane and see what happens. <laughs> have, have, have we fuck got a soft underbelly? Because I, I, I tell, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, 
as much as everyone talked about, you know, and, and I know last time I was on, you know, um, James and I discussed about, you know, the whole Chelsea away fixture and whether it was too much of a, of a focus this year. I think Chelsea at home this year is probably going to be the bigger focus of some of these boys because this, this is, a, this is a, a point to prove. This is a point in the season where it's after Christmas. Um, it's getting into that new year period. This is, this is the business end of the season where you can really make sure that you're going into that last push in, in a relatively decent position. Um, and, and I think this is, this is going to be an even more important game. And I'm, I'm really confident. And I'm not necessarily really confident in whether we get the result. I'm really confident in, whether we, in, in the performance that goes in. You, you, can't, you can't put aside teams like Chelsea, Man City, um, possibly even United to, to this extent, in terms of the type of players that they've got and the amount of money that they've, that they've, um, that they've pulled out. For these for these match winning players that can pull something out of the bag any minute, like the hazards or whatever. But our attitude, I am 100% confident, will be 100% right, and they will have to fight for every single minute that they have to to I, get those I would, three points. Like I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't talk to any other player before that Chelsea game if I was Pochettino. I'd just go up to Dyer and said, "You're playing, you're playing in midfield," and Diego Diego Costa has been cussing your mum on on Twitter. That's yep. all, and it's all, glorious. All I was it's saying, still the background of my phone all, there at Dyer against Fabregas. All you need to do is go out and destroy Diego Costa. Like, oh. Get yourself sent off, break his legs, kill him. That's fine. Kill him. Do a, do a neck-high challenge. Double-footed neck-high challenge. That's absolutely fine. I mean, in the context of the whole Christmas period, I mean, Lamella's back in the country. I think it was at the Christmas party we were seeing pictures of last night. So we'll have him back for Southampton and Watford. So that would be a huge... We should almost have a full-strength team. So... Mm. I think the ten day break helps as well. Mm. We, we've not got a game until the twenty eighth of December against Southampton. Yeah, so we're we're so, going to be going into that game pretty much full strength. Should should yeah. it, should we avoid any injuries in training? Yeah. Um, I think historically, during Pochettino's reign, every time we've had a, a period of of rest, we've come back very strong. Yeah. Um, so I have no issues against uh, Southampton. Watford is it a home game? Away. Finished two aways and one home. All right. So Watford away, we've beaten the last. Yeah, two we've season. been we've been. We've got the harshest deal in terms of away and home games, and anyone else. Well, anyway, everyone's got to play. Everyone's yeah. got to play home and away. We had, we had two home games. Yeah, but I mean, over a, over a period that is traditionally hard and traditionally we do well. We've got no issue. We're going to yeah, fuck everyone. When's, when when is it Chelsea? Is it New Year's January fourth? January fourth. Watford is January second. Oh, I, I think or January fourth. I cannot I'm wait. Going, I'm going to Watford and Chelsea. Yeah, so. I'm going to Chelsea. Yeah. Alright, uh, I've got a question. If if you were a Premier League footballer, would you go to China for big bucks in your prime? That question is from me. It's based on a conversation. <laughs> in, your, pr- in your it's, prime? It's based on a conversation with a work colleague. What does prime mean? That what, 20. When you are, a f- if you were a professional footballer, you were in your best years, would like you Oscar, go to. Like Oscar at Chelsea. So I would, yeah, but more. Age doesn't count. Okay, fine. Because if you're in gold, it could be in your prime at 31. If you're a centre back, prime at 28. If I was playing for a club that I had no. Relative affiliation for other than the fact that, that I've done all right, by the way, then I would go at top level. That means nothing. Well, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I agree with that. I think there are some players that have a certain affiliation with a certain club um, that that wouldn't go for money. I mean, I've got I've got a couple of friends who have played relatively lower leagues. I know this is very different, but relatively lower leagues who have had the opportunity to move up and earn bigger money, but they have had 
loyalty to a, to a particular club that Dickheads. they've been at lower league. Well, I don't necessarily believe that's true, but... Dickheads. Um, <laughs> they are, mate. But, uh, I want to play for a lower league team. I've got loyalty to no, a fucking... You're, you're talking about a couple of... You're fucking talking Rango about, Ravers. But you're whoever, talking about whoever, a couple of hundred <laughs> quid more a year. At that, at that level, oh, you're talking, you're talking about, about here. This is yeah, China. This is fucking China, mate. But listen to me. We're paying 60 million for Oscar. 60 million for Oscar. Paying it, he's going to be the third highest If I was Oscar right now. Third highest place player in the fucking world. Of course he's going to go. Shut the fuck up. If I was Oscar right now... Yes, I go. 100%. Why? What are you saying? Because he's he's barely getting... He's getting in the Chelsea team, what? One every three games? Yeah? He, he, he can go to Chelsea... Where, uh, Chelsea. He can go to China, where he'll really finish the last couple of years of his career. And he could probably still come back to a team in Europe, in a... In a what I call a... Not... You know, a European league. He's or never Ameri- European made. He'll die out there. Yeah, but he won't. Because <laughs> you don't. You see, there's so many players that come back. <laughs> Look at Drogba. Drogba went out there. And then Chelsea... Apparently begging to come back for a one year, and he the, decided to go to MLS because it was more money. Only, so it's not necessarily the end of your career by any stretch. The only yeah. valid one, well, the clubs are the only valid because the people who've gone in their prime is um, is is Gavinko, who went to the MLS. What about Lineker? Lineker went out there, didn't he? China. Yeah, but he. That's fu- Japan. Fu- you fucking he racist. He fucked his toe up. He went to Japan. Is it? Yes. Yeah, they're Grand not all the same. They're, they're like they're like. Look fa- at you! Can't, I can't. Your face is delayed. Like, oh, you can't fa- wait to get into this. Go on. Thousands of miles away from each other. <laughs> What my it's point? Like, you're, you're basically saying, <laughs> oh, Spain's the same as England. Except <laughs> they're not, because they don't all look the same, Alex. What, what, what my point is, is that Gavinko... What you've just done is talk all over me, and on, on the podcast, yeah. people don't know what that is. Quiff. They just sounds like a noise. It's like when DJs mix badly and you hear two records over Racist. each other. Racist, yeah. But, now Gavinko went to, um, went to the MLS in, the, in his prime years, and he's the, he's the MVP in that league... Top scorer, top. Let me finish my point before you jump in. And an international manager won't pick him, and he's in his prime years. So you've got to factor that in. Now in Brazil, people like Hulk. Hulk's probably the best example of someone who's gone to lesser leagues for money, and I reckon he's not really tested himself since he left Porto. Mm. And personally, if I'm if I'm now this, if I'm a Premier League footballer and play for the team I want to play for, I wouldn't go to China. I personally wouldn't go. Yeah, and I think you're right. If you're playing for a team that you want that you want to play for, which which lends itself to the fact that you have something invested in that team, a footballer's career is relatively short. I, I, I don't particularly begrudge people going. Like, so who was the one that was at um, Newcastle? Uh, Guyan, Guyan. Is that Sunderland? Uh, Sunderland, sorry. Yeah, going yeah. to Qatar. Asamoah Guyan. They're all yeah. the same, what they? But what I mean is. <laughs> But what I mean is, he, he's seen an opportunity at 28 years old yeah. to go and earn an extreme amount of money in a, in a profession that he might not be absolutely massively enamoured with. Look at Benoit Asukoi. He, he did that article with, I believe it was The Telegraph, saying where he was not actually that massive, big, particular big fan of football, and he wanted to win as much money as possible. And you I, see it in parallel sports, things like, things like boxing... People like there's, there's you know people like JB McDonald for example who was, who was a world champion in in, um, in his particular weight division in boxing who is quite adamant in the fact that he's not actually that interested in boxing all he wants to do is earn as much money as he can in that period and then get out which I experienced when well, you're in a we're in a sport <clears throat> where you have such a short career can we begrudge people like that I'm not you sure. can't compare the two though you can't compare boxing to football no I agree but I just mean in terms he of would, he, he wouldn't fight a bum in fucking upper volta. For money, when he can fight someone closer to him and get more exposure. So, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. No, no, no. no. Think, You're yeah. not. 
the point I'm making is that if you play in China, mm-hmm. you'll make more money. But are you going to get more sponsorships? Are you going to further your career? No, you're just going to earn more money on the face of it. But if you're at that last stage, so say you're, I don't know, 29, 30, you've got those last couple of but years because or whatever. Because prime. Okay, yeah, but fair enough. Yeah, Actually, it's flag, prime. Flag, yes or no? Yeah. Get money, fuck bitches. Okay, let's go to the next question. All right, <laughs> uh, Dan Arlington says, what, what, uh, what are you going to do on Boxing Day since it's the first time since 2000 that we have another game on? I'm just spending it with my family. I'm going to get loads of drugs and spend it with my family. Yeah, I'm, I am very, very, drugs? very, very excited about being able to spend time with my in-laws, Mushrooms. who are amazing, <laughs> without having to go back to Bristol or having to go to football. I genuinely, I am excited. I'd rather football be on. I'd much rather. Have you been to the last few Boxing Day games? It's my favorite, yeah, I no, I haven't. But my favorite, my, one of my favourite games is Boxing Day. What's your favourite Boxing Day game? Uh, Spurs versus Southampton. Yes! What game is it? The, um, We've never been on Boxing Day. Yeah, Everson, Stefan Everson. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, of course, Stefan Everson. He's my hero. <laughs> two goals, 3-1. Uh, driving back with my dad. And uh, the suspension went on his transit van as we were going over the... You know, from Tottenham Marshes, there's like this flyover that goes towards Tottenham Hell. And as he went around that corner, the f- suspension went and oh. he nearly died. Uh, that was a good Boxing Day. What was your favourite Boxing Day game? Yeah, the, uh, just the RSC man come and fixed it. Oh, God. I can't really feel. I don't know. I've never heard It's been such... It's been, do you know what? The, the sad fact is it's been such a long time since I've been able to spend Boxing Day back back home west with with actually my dad and them. Love it. I can't really remember. It's... Um, I don't know, actually. I can't remember. All right, uh, another question. Have you got another, you got an answer? Um, Stoke was nice. 3 0 mm, Palinho's best game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Glover7376 on Twitter he says, if you could receive a Christmas gift from any Spurs player, who would it be and from whom? What would it be? Sorry, what would it be? Sorry, yeah. Oh, who? Because I was thinking what player. <laughs> uh, what's yours, Al? I'd like Danny Rose to give me nothing. Just to turn up and was like, I've got you nothing. And look at me like he does with the pit, the face that he's got on our fighting cock jumpers. Yeah. I, I, I like I like Eric Dyer to give me a get out get out of jail free card. So whenever I have any issue, there's no such thing as a get out of jail free card. You know about right? What I'm saying is, if I get in, into, it's hypothetical. If I get into it's an it's issue, it. if I get into an issue, Eric Dyer comes and sorts it out. Pays but, a bill, so, whatever that might so be. Might, Eric Dyer is a lawyer. It okay, might be fine. it might be pay your bill. It might be organise like like talk to someone and convince them that they don't need to prosecute me. You know, it might be that I've uh, I've had a misdemeanor, a sexual misdemeanor. What? And Eric Dyer comes and says, "Don't you know? I want to beat you up and your straight family. away sexual. What's wrong with you? Comedy in it. This is a sexual podcast. It's called a fighting cock. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would like Musa Dembele to buy me the Fresh Prince of Bel Air <laughs> box set every single episode because you dress as Will Smith. At the Christmas party. So I should yeah, say, yeah. Carl Walker, dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire, was fucking brilliant. And yeah, it, yeah, I had yeah. to zoom in on his face, really zoom in on his face to make sure that was him. Mm. His little his little smile gave it away. Little, little scamp. Such a glorious banner. Um, thoughts on the rumours of signing Ross Barkley? Yes, Sam please. On Reddit. Yes, please. Sam Bite on Reddit. Yes, please. 100%. Absolutely fucking not. Why? Because he's pony. I'll have a day off. Well, it's not on, pony, is it? If he? it's like 8 million, 10 million. Well, yeah. it's not going to be 8 million, is it? Exactly. Then Everything like, don't need the money. Who cares? Who cares what we spend? It's not our money, man. 35 million. I don't care. If, if, quite... if Daniel Levy, of all people, is spending that money, you know we can afford it. So and who gives what, a fuck? Add another 30 million, you can buy a Dybala. 
from yeah, But we Uber. can't, can we? Why? Because I don't know who that is. But... <laughs> Dybala's probably the best number 10 in the world. I don't yes. know. I think. But what I'm saying is... We've got a chairman. Well, just because you don't know doesn't mean it's the end of the conversation. Exactly. If you don't know, you just stop talking. Yeah, we'll but talk I, didn't, about I didn't say that was the end of the conversation. Stop I said, all I'm saying is, I didn't say that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. All I'm saying is that if, if we have a chairman like we do who is willing to spend whatever it is that he spends, you know that it's something that we can afford. So we don't need to worry about it. The money side of thing is not something we need to worry about. Think, Whether they're good enough, do you think Barclay, okay, fair enough. Barclay, but, Barclay improves our, our, our first eleven. I think it's competition, competition or someone that can push Ericsson at least, yes. It would be Ali that he pushes, I think. Fine, that's fine by me as well, yeah, because Ali, I think the first, when did, he, when, when did we equalise? Half an hour? Half an hour point? 30 yeah, points? Yeah. I think for the first half an hour, kind of summed up but Ali at the minute where he does very little and then scores and, yeah, and then after, can go after into the game. was very good, because I, I felt the exact same way. I was like, what does he actually do? He scores a goal and then just. I agree, but on. surely we've all we've all talked about the fact that we need competition to be able to push people like Garrett, Ali, and Ericsson. T. I think his footballing IQ is very low. He's had two managers at Everton, neither of whom can get a tune out of him, and um, I think that might be a job too far for Pochettino. I don't think he's a dreadful footballer, but I don't think he is able to. Is 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 a street footballer, but he's not a team footballer, and I think that. To have that in our team for the amount of money he'd cost, I just don't really see a point. But if that said, if we sign him, I would hope that there's some analysis being done that he fits into our team. Mm-hmm. I think I um, I understand and, and I rate the interest in Barkley, but I don't want to overspend on it. Not because I, I I agree with you. I don't you know I don't give a shit about how much money we have to spend or to get players. But I just think. We, there's there's number there's number tens out there that you know if Liverpool can get Coutinho for what is it eleven million? There's yeah, value. but that's a, that's an there's anomaly, value. isn't it? In terms of well, how we've really. got we Wayne got Yama for twelve or whatever. Right, so that's not an anomaly. We bought but, a, Dam, a Dembele for twelve million. That's not an anomaly. Well, Fifteen. But 50, I, I just uh, think uh, 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 Deli Ali with five million with the right level of scouting. Well, it's not. There's not. These are not numbers. The, the is problem it? is Alex. To say it's not our money, but if we overspend and players are not worth it, then we're not going to get value in future, are we? Yeah, but th- but what I mean is the amount of criticism that our chairman gets, which is, is perfectly valid. I mean, at time, the one criticism that you cannot give him. Is, is when it comes to value in terms of him getting the best deal that he can possibly get. If he feels that that is the best the best deal the one thing that I will trust him on the one thing is in terms of spend in terms of making sure the club M- is not over expanding o- or whatever U-S-A-S-I-S-S-O-K-O but you're the one that said the other day that we won't be spending 30 million quid on him so what's your argument this is relevance no I don't I just it helps my point right now no, I, I, I like we, Ross, we spent six million on him. The, the point is, I like Ross Barkley as a player. I think I think it's someone who can prove competition to the type of number tens area that we've he's got. He's not an Ericsson, though, is he? I don't know if he's. he's I don't. Creative. I don't know what an Ericsson is at the minute. I don't I, know. I don't know if he's better than Ericsson. If, if someone said to me, he's a different position. What though. you can do is give give Everton Ericsson and Barkley. What would you? Uh, right. I, well, no, I'll go, if, if you can give Ericsson. If you can swap both players, Ericsson and Barkley, I wouldn't swap them. I would punch Tottenham in the face if it did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so, fine. So, yeah, I'm so, not talking about swapping. So in which case, you, you, you're, you're, you're expected to spend a lot of money on, on a player you're not sure is an improvement on Ericsson. And, and that's where we're at. That's fair enough. I'm, I'm just talking in terms of someone that can, that can push. And Let, let's fuck if that's, it. If 30 million Why? is too, quick for that, too much for that, then fair enough. Let's but. go in and fuck 
Liverpool up with Coutinho. Coutinho. Right? You just go in there. We'll be able to pay the wages. It, of course we could. Firstly, we could pay the wages. That we're but paying. we don't. Liverpool but are not paying but any but more don't. than we are. They're not paying any they more are. than we are. They absolutely are. They are. Who, they are. Absolutely are. They are. 100%. Based on what? We there's, pay there's less no wages evidence. than they do. We do. There's no evidence on it's that. It's common knowledge. Come on, it's common knowledge. Right, just because you're both sounding confident doesn't make it true. <laughs> they pay Daniel Sturridge 150. No but, one earns that much. Well, d- do, do, you, do you think that there's no one over 100 grand at Spurs? Of course there is. But I said 150. All right, 150, whatever. Sturridge has been there for a while. No, we, no, no, we're, no. We're, we're a new deal. We're comparable to, no, to, we're to Liverpool. We absolutely but you, you can't okay, be... look, all right, all right. I, I, I'll concede on what you've just said. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> what's, what's the point you're making? I'll My point is, is that why don't we go into, <laughs> go into Liverpool and just say, here's 45 million for Coutinho. Coutinho. Because he, because he's better than what we got at number ten. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, not, I'll tell you why. We may not get him, but let's just fuck him up a little bit. Well, how would that fuck him up? Because it like, in his settling. head, it we're doesn't. Because he won't be. He'll look at Liverpool now, who are probably challenging for the title, where we are probably folding well, a little why bit. Would he, they why won't be would he look at Why would he look at Liverpool and think that, that, that they're in, in any better position than us? Unless we can give him fifty grand more than what he's on now, then why the fuck would he even look at it? Nobody well, gives a fuck about league placing. Yeah. Kante leaving. Leicester for Chelsea proves that. Yeah, okay. that's true. So it's all about money. Oh, I've had enough. Okay, where are you going? I'm packing up the beer cans. <laughs> okay. Are we all done? Anyone else have anything to say? No, no not really. I not hope much. you've enjoyed the Fighting Cock podcast this week. <laughs> Merry um, Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah, no, Merry that's Christ- true. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Enjoy uh, yourselves. Take some time with your family. Have a lovely Christmas, or don't, or just get high for the for the mm-hmm. festive period. Get fucked up. All that. Yeah, that's all what that. I'm planning to do. Yeah. I'm spending time with my family as well, but I'll just be high while. You not come and see us? You come and see me Christmas Day? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Tea? I'm going to be sober on Christmas Day. I'm quite oh, yeah? annoyed. Yeah. Well, you're well, not drinking at all Christmas Day. You've got to drive around. I've got yeah, I've got to drive around. See, I used to have to do that, but uh, I've told the family I'm not coming back. You're like, no more. I will not. Now do that it. the missus is pregnant, it's a I will not be a slave not to, home. Yeah. to your fucking will. I'm getting fucked up. Is that what you're saying? I think this is the last day I'm doing it though, but I'm going to be sober. I've got to drive. So yeah. yeah. I'm usually asleep by about 3.30. Are you really? Yeah. I just have a beer. Just stay up. What time do you do presents? That's that's what everyone wants to know about the the, fight cock. What time do you do presents on Christmas Day? The the minute I wake up. Well, at half six, you're like, presents, give me it. Why don't I get up at half six? I am. I'm up at half six, yeah. Sat at the top of the stairs, give me presents. (laughs) (laughs) I I think um, my own family... Genuinely, I am up. My own family do them in the afternoon, but by the time we get to... In the afternoon? Let me finish. By the time I get there, they've opened up their presents to oh, each okay, other. Right. But when I arrive, they open up the presents that I give okay, them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Now, obviously now I've got a child, there's two families to consider, so they open up the presents earlier. But my family opened them up a bit later on. You must be really excited about your boy's first Christmas. Yeah. Well, he's not sentient, is he? It's so five he months old. Yeah, but still, it's first, yeah, but for you, you must be... Like, it's still my, first I, Christmas. I went, I went to my brother's uh, baby, so my, my niece's first birthday, and I, I was sitting there thinking, this is a fucking waste of time. Just get See, I'm thinking that because my, I've, I've got a feeling she that my know. just get pissed. Yeah, I've got a feeling I mean, my daughter's going to be born on Christmas Day. Yeah. I've, that's, I've, that's the feeling I've got. Just to bring it down, to my granddad died on Christmas Day, so think on. Well, Pissed one life off. ends, another begins. <laughs> uh, uh, happy New Year, good Christmas to all of. Uh, happy all holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy uh, Hanukkah. Yes. Yeah. Hanukkah, all of the shit. cultures, all of them, all of them. We're, we're, we're all, you're all welcome on the Fighting Cop podcast. But bye. Holidays are coming, 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 holidays are coming. Yay! It's 
remember Time to drown myself in cola Palm oil, alcohol Sink into the sofa But not now Cause I've yet to get the obligatory gifts That Christmas time demands And I've got quite the bloody list And if I'm honest I felt quite low But consuming's therapeutic So I'll chomp me chocolate Santa As I try to find my shoes It's ten past And the bus comes in three minutes time Ah, quick, found them Lace them up to catch the 49 Yeah It's a brighter day, yeah It's a brighter day when you're shopping It's a brighter day, yeah It's a brighter day when you're shopping As I sit upon the bus and dream of the flash car I'll never own I feel somewhat alone So I swipe my finger on my phone and try my best to look cool I'm going for suave intelligence, eyebrows meaningful What's that girl just looking at me? She's peng, nah, she couldn't have been Head back down and look at the screen I ain't got time for the girl in my dreams I lie to myself as I fiddle the seams of my jeans All nervous like, bus pulls in and out I hike into the shining festive lights It's a brighter day, yeah It's a brighter day when you're shopping It's a brighter day, yeah It's a brighter day when you're shopping I haven't got any presents yet As I stuff a crappy rolled up crepe And ponder buying some new crepes That might make me feel nice So I toddle off into the trainer store Not really what I came here for But it's Christmas in it Sucking the gimmick Caught in the moment Maximum limit Oh no! It's the girl off the bus Asking if I want to try them on I contain the blast of a frantic bomb Man, I don't feel right Man, it's all gone wrong I just nod me head like the Churchill dog What a bleeding turnip She goes off and I run outside Fall to my knees in the crowd all cry Just shop till you drop, just shop till you drop, just shop till you drop, and don't stop. Just shop till you drop, just shop till you drop, just shop till you drop, and don't stop. It's a bright day. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.